The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. I... Glad that you guys have joined us here Monday morning. Uh, boy, we, we're going to have some <laughs> interesting topic uh, this morning, uh, and hopefully it will be very informative. If you didn't catch Saturday's show with Kate Shimrani, you want to get that first if you're looking to um, build up your immune system and things of that nature, because this is going to fall right on the, the backside of it. Maybe there are some people who are out there who are sick. You maybe have uh, these things that they're talking about. Um, whether it's a coronavirus or whatever, we're going to talk about how you can knock all that stuff out inexpensively, not with a lot of time, safely, naturally, and um, but well, it's it's just going it, to it, it's far better than whatever the president's um, putting forth, and it's way better than what Bill Gates has in line for you because it's going to really hurt you. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. And I'm going to bring on my friend in just a minute. Let me get some formalities out of the way. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's where you can find us. In fact, if you go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can watch the show there, the video portion. In fact, we're going to be playing a, a, a brief video clip on the thing that we're talking about. And I'm going, to, I'm going to share that with you in just a moment. So, And if you're listening by radio, you'll be able to hear the video uh, and, and the information that's being being given in that. You can also check out that live feed on Twitter at FPPTM, FPPTM on Twitter. That's linked to our Periscope account. Uh, Facebook, Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is Dean Sons of Liberty. Beforeitsnews.com, our friend Michael Roach has us on over there every morning at 6 a.m., Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., and then 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Bradley comes on Monday through Saturday. You can also find us on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, The Sons of Liberty on DLive.tv, and then finally on Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now, we've heard a lot of talk. You've heard on this uh, particular program. Uh, when I say something, when I say the coronavirus, the COVID-19 thing is a hoax, what I mean by that is the lies are being told about how we spread it or how it gets spread or if it even spreads, if that's even a term we should be using. Um, and uh, we, we talk about the padded numbers. We talk about the money that's involved. You know, they always say follow the money. That's what you need to do in this situation. And then we have also uh, theorized 
that this is caused by certain radio frequencies, if you will. And you can check out our um, show from last Monday. In fact, I'll tag it up as soon as YouTube lets me um, go go in the in the back end. They're usually letting it taking twenty four hours before we can get in the back end to edit the video and stick it at the end. I'll, I'll put those shows that we've had with Mark Steele and Kate Shimarani on that as well uh, today, so you'll be able to do that. Now, the um, the one thing I want to do is real quickly say hello to everybody in the chat room that I see: Don and Brian and Joy and uh, Harry and Titus and Phil and Harry again, and Jack. Uh, appreciate you guys. And then over on my page, uh, Sonny and Peter, uh, we appreciate you guys. And Troy, thank you for joining us. That Those are the people I see. I know there's others there, but these are the people who've commented. And Monica, we appreciate you guys joining us. Now, with that said, I'm going to introduce to you uh, a guy we've had on the show before. He's a good friend of mine. He is a, he's a networker for sure. He meets all kinds of people uh, across the United States, and that's largely due to the fact that his the the business he's involved in is trucking, and he is uh, a good brother in the Lord. But he's very knowledgeable in a lot of health issues, and in fact, so much that he decided to start a website called Health for All of Life, healthforalloflife dot com. And uh, we've had him on the show. It's been some time. In fact, I think the last time you were on, Bill, we had you on when it was setting brush fires and not Sons of Liberty. So I want to welcome you to Sons of Liberty, man. Yeah, man, I tell you what, we're, uh, you know, I, I love you, but I'm not sure we're good enough friends for me to do this every week at 6 a.m. I'm in Fort Collins, <laughs> Colorado. It's uh, about 4 a.m. out here. But this is an important topic, and it's a topic that doesn't just extend to our present crisis, but it extends for all of life. Uh, one, one slight correction. Um, I created the website Health for All of Life in response to a good friend of mine who I'd known for been my closest friend, closer than a brother for over 40 years. And uh, when he got out of the Marine Corps and uh, got his degree in warfare from the University of South Vietnam, he uh, <clears throat> he went to medical school and he became a, he practiced in a, a ER and family practice in the Southeast, taught medicine at one of the colleges in South Carolina and uh, became a, was interested in being a medical missionary. And I met him when he was doing his uh, seminary, his Master of Divinity, um, and we became close friends, and he was still in medical practice, and then he became a missionary, came back to the United States, and was is still a missionary to international scholars uh, at several notable universities. But more and more, and when you talk to a lot of people who've been in the medical practice for many years, they will say at some point they got tired of treating symptoms and they wanted to start healing people because the medical model in the United States does not, doesn't have a place in their vocabulary for the word cure. Uh, there's no money in the cure. The money's in the treatment. And, um, and, and so, um, most medical professionals that are practice allopathic reductionist medicine, that's an MD medicine, as opposed to osteopathy or holistic or naturopathy or, reflexology or chiropractic or some other kind of form of medicine. Most doctors have golden handcuffs. That's the term that Dr. Shiva Araduri recently used, is that they're, they're locked in. They have to practice according to standards of practice. They can't deviate from that, or they can lose their license and their livelihood. And so um, a lot of doctors get tired of that, and they want to begin to heal people. 
instead of just following government mandated protocols that never improve the customers, uh, the, the clients, they are customers. Uh, <clears throat> and they're really, the insurance companies are the ones paying them. So anyway, Jack began to establish, he began to do a lot of research. And uh, Jack is a really thorough researcher and because of his medical background, he speaks, he can even read prescriptions. <laughs> but uh, but he, he, for several years, he would spend four or five hours in the evenings just researching dozens and dozens of medical modalities and, and practitioners from around the world and vetting their, their technology and their science. And he, because he loved me and we were good friends and he knows that I'm in an inherently dangerous business as far as health risks, uh, he put together a big handbook for me, basically three, you know, uh, pages printed off on his printer and three hole punch and put them in a binder for me. And as I began to assimilate that information, I said, Jack, and he kept trying to send me every week or so, he would send me a new article. And my notebook started getting big. And I said, Jack, this is not practical. And secondly, this is not getting the information out to enough people. So one day I sat down on my iPhone in about 30 minutes. I punched out a website. And initially, we only it was only going to be a small website. It was just going to be some real basic information. Uh, and I came up with the term health for all of life uh, as basically a play on the term faith for all of life. Because many Christians have sort of a truncated faith. Uh, it, it affects their soul, but it doesn't really affect much of the way they do anything else. And, and, and I came up with a sort of the catchphrase that it doesn't really matter how gifted you are, how godly you are, how focused you are, how br brilliant you are. When you're sick, you're out of the fight. And so that became sort of the... The, mo the moniker, the, 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 the motto or the introduction to the website. And currently we're producing a book. Uh, it's called Health for All of Life, a, ma a Christian manifesto of health and hope for the nations. And we have a, the company that produced the, the Reagan Library website is now reworking and going to be soon, hopefully, will be rolling out a new and improved searchable version of Health for All of Life. So that's a that's that's an introduction to the website. Currently, I've been told by more than a few people that it's like trying to drink out of a fire hose. Uh, there's so much information on the website, and we're, what we're, makes our ministry, if you will, unique is that we're unapologetically Christ-centered and kingdom-driven. In fact, the name of my trucking company is Kingdom Driven LLC, and uh, I retired from corporate America sales, marketing, design, engineering, and, uh, you know, when you're 55 years old, Lord willing, you still have a lifetime ahead of you, you still have, you know, 30 years ahead of you, so that's a career, so we started trucking and started networking and meeting people around the country and trying to build strategic alliances and coalitions to try to get things done, uh, and this is, this has been a big, this has been a big, um, um, it become a real crusade for me. Uh, it's really almost become like a second life calling. Uh, I never perceived myself as being involved at all in health. You know, I'm like most people. I knew more about my automobile or my gun or my iPhone than I did about my own body. And hopefully through Health for All of Life, we're beginning to correct that and help break it down for people, explain to them that health is not some esoteric secret Gnostic information. You have to go to the top of the mountain and consult the gurus or the witch doctors. It, that is really quite simple.
once you break it down. Yeah. And uh, Bill, let, so me, we let, have, me, let me interject. Let me interject here just a second. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, we have um, some people who will pop in the uh, the chat room and it's it's kind of funny. They'll say, oh, neither one of you, you're snakes. You, neither one of you have uh, medical degrees and you're talking about this. And I, you know, my response is, can you be really that ignorant? You have to have a medical degree to understand how your body works. Well, we don't have to have uh, some kind of degree if we want to go learn how to fix our car, especially if it's an older version of a car instead of the newer ones with all the um, computers and things. But even with that, we can do things. We can learn how to do things. This is part of what people don't understand when we push education on Wednesdays. Education is not just taking in information. It's being able to take that information and being able to to learn and to, to use it and do all these kinds of things. And so when we're talking about the things that you and I are talking about here, People need to understand, yes, neither of us have a medical degree. That does not mean we have not learned from people who may have that or people who have uh, studied these things and we pay attention. That's how you learn. I mean, that is real education. And so I want people to understand that's very, very important in what we're talking about here. Neither does the president. The president doesn't have a medical degree, and yet he's pushing what we're going to talk about. uh, Well, we're not going to talk about this a lot today, this hydroxychloroquine. And, right. And, and By the way, say, neither does neither does Bill Gates, and the whole world is exactly. taking medical advice from from a nerd. Exactly, exactly. So the the, the thing I want to set up is um, people can check out your website. We're going to show it throughout the the uh, everything that's going on, and then we're going to put it up in the archive so people can go there because you're providing this information for free. Uh, in fact, uh, Nurse Kate has been over there and she's looked at it. She really liked what she had what she saw and we're going to try to set you guys up to be on in a couple of weeks on a Saturday together um, to kind of bat bat things back and forth uh, hopefully be beneficial to the audience but one of the things I want to ask you right off the bat is and I've asked Nurse Kate this that when when uh, the president put out hydroxychloroquine when he put that out there and he said this is the cure they're treating malaria with it it's great it's all this that and the other but uh, apparently you have to have a prescription for this. So big farm is involved somewhere in here. What is your, her opinion on it was this is not good because it does have side effects. She gave me the, the literature on it so I could read on it and it does affect your liver and it does affect your kidneys and other areas. So in the short term, yeah, you may get rid of, you know, whatever you've got there, a coronavirus, whatever the case may be. You may get rid of it, but then in the long term, what's the damage done to your body? What's your opinion on the hydroxychloroquine? Better than nothing, and that's about the most I can say for it. Hydroxychloroquine has been used for a good many years, decades now, and it does produce uh, – and and again, we're not a – because I don't hold to the the, uh, gene theory. uh, I hold to the terrain theory, which – Pasteur had to recant his theory and that ultimately your health and how you're affected, you know, um, uh, something that may kill me might not hurt you. Uh, we're not the same. Our, our physiologies are not identical. We're not rubber stamps of one another. And so, you know, your, my nutritional state, the state of my immune system, my, you know, physical strength, there's any number of, of factors that affect how, uh, anything, a gunshot, a glass of whiskey is going to affect you. Uh, and hydroxychloroquine has been used by members of the U.S. military. It's been reported to produce side effects that are akin to PTSD. Uh, there's been renal failure, kidney, uh, liver damage, 
so there, there are side effects and it does have to have, uh, and it does have a, um, you know, have to have a prescription. Now, the other thing is it's relatively inexpensive and it is relatively effective for some types of malaria, but there are four different types of malaria and it only works on two of them. So it's not a get out of jail free card. It, it's not a guarantee. The, the other problem is, is that all pharmaceutical drugs, pharma, pharma comes from the Greek word that basically means sorcery or alchemy or magic. And basically it's the idea that man-made synthetic products in various combinations can be injected or taken into your body that will that are worse than the thing you have. They're, they're, in other words, they can kill it by poisoning. And, and, and all, pharma, all pharma-centric medicine, whether it's hydroxychloroquine or whether it's uh, you know, any other pharmaceutical, uh, Gardasil, it's all predicated on the idea that it's, um, it's going to kill whatever you've got, whatever's threatening you. Modern medicine, allopathic reductionist medicine, is based on the idea that you're basically an evolved biological machine. You're a bag of chemicals. Your body does not have an immune system. In fact, most medical schools, and you can go, and Harvard Medical School pretty much sets the precedent, is there is very little education in, for most medical doctors in the areas of the immune system. In fact, it's only been within the last few decades that they've even understood that there was such a thing as a cannabinoid system or a lymph system. So there's a, the doctors don't know what they don't know. And today's modern MDs, by and large, uh, are pharmaceutical pimps. They, 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 their job is to prescribe medic, uh, pharmaceuticals. Researchers are still based, they're basing many cases, uh, they're basing their, their protocols on old debunked science. You know, there's a famous saying that science advances one, one uh, funeral at a time. Uh, it, 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 you think that the best idea wins. That's not exactly the way the world works. Uh, you know, beta was better than uh, uh, VHS, but there's nobody has a beta. Nobody had a beta in the back in the 70s and 80s. They, you know, the better technology doesn't win. The better technology that has the better PR and the better financing and, you know, and the better political machine behind it is the one that wins. And so uh, the point is, is that what we've done with Health for All of Life is that we've gone out to the whole world and we have included dozens and dozens of different protocols side by side. So we're not just promoting one protocol. In fact, I would simply say, I would say that, that a natural view of health would, is predicated on the idea that there's not just one way to fix something, that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. The creation is full of wonders. We're still exploring it. Amen. And, 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 and the human body, I mean, it's like, it doesn't matter whether you're going out into the deepest space or whether you're probing with a, with a nuclear microscope into inner space. Uh, it's just, it, 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 the, the glory and the power and the creativity and the knowledge of God and is, is seen in every cell of the human body. And so much of what most people think, like we used to have in the back in the days when we we consulted encyclopedias, those are books, kids. Uh, you know, they would talk about the simple cell. Well, now we know because we have nuclear microscopes and there's these scientific uh, disciplines that have begun probing the, the mysteries of the human body. They're realizing that a cell is almost like a city. 
it, it, it's there's nothing simple about it. And uh, but there are some simple things that we can do to assist our body uh, to to heal itself. I mean, if you cut your skin, uh, your your skin, you don't have to go and get you, you know you you've noticed that your body does tend to skin tends to heal. In fact, your body is recreating itself every six months. The cells you have cells die every day, and you have cells new cells that are created. So as far as the hydroxychloroquine, it's based on allopathic medicine. We have to kill what's, what's hurting you versus a, a, a holistic or natural approach, which says we need to give your body what it needs, what it's, what it's craving, the building blocks, the assistance to heal itself. So yeah. it's, it, may, it may just be as simply a matter of giving it nutrients that it doesn't have yeah. or helping it to detox in ways that it's incapable of doing. So, but that's the difference, and and that's why I would say yes, hydroxychloroquine is better than nothing. But right. it's, but Let, there are simpler, more inexpensive, and more effective remedies. Right. Let, let's let's set something up because I want to get this video in uh, so people who are watching can can see and they can hear it. And uh, this is the thing that Kate was saying on Saturday uh, because I'm asking little steps because here's the problem. We're in a society where if somebody has an ache, a pain, they're not feeling well or whatever the case may be, or they have cancer or whatever the case may be, they go to the doctor and they're looking for something that's a quick remedy, something that doesn't is not going to cost them anything. And what I mean by cost them is they're not going to have to change how they eat. They're not going to have to change their lifestyle. They're not going to have to do this. They're not, they can take a pill or they can you know go through this little process, and it's it's not a you know big strain on them to go do that. They don't have to alter their life in any way. And you were getting a minute ago. I just want to tab tab this in is that the the people who speak of this the spirituality they they want to be you know Christ saves our soul which he does no question about that uh but he saves us to the uttermost and he he said he came to bring life and that more abundantly and so there are ways in which the the Christian faith works itself out to make our lives more uh more abundant more full more full of joy and part of that is, and I'm not saying people can't be joyful during sickness or suffering. Um, I, I'm not saying that at all. But I think there's a way that these things work out because they're blessings of God. And I, I, I the thing that we're going to talk about here, I want you to set it up, Bill, because um, I want to play right. this video. I'm, and so, I'm so give it, give it, I'm yeah, introduce you to this guy. Give, give, set this video up for people, and then we're going to play that. All right. We're going to watch an eight-and-a-half-minute video. And by the way, these things get taken down by YouTube. Uh, our, our Facebook because they're supposedly uh, violate their community standards when we're talking about pure scientific research here. That anything that doesn't jibe with the globalist, pharmacentric, medical technocratic model, they don't want. They don't have any. And so you've got to. Sometimes you've got to follow the the bouncing YouTube videos. Uh, YouTube will take it down. It'll appear on Mike Adams, Brighteon. But this gentleman here. I first learned about him a few years ago. His name is Andreas Ludwig Kalker. is a PhD in, in bio, biophysics. He's German, as you'll know from the from the little eight and a half minute clip. I would also encourage you to go to uh, imtv.us and Dr. Alan Keyes had him on the program three times last week. But uh, Andre Kalker for 13 years has been researching a natural compound called chlorine dioxide. It's been used for over a hundred years in uh, disinfecting food processing equipment and uh, purification of water. And uh, it was 
first, in about 20 years ago, a gold miner uh, down in French Guiana had two of his miners that came down with malaria and they had no access to medical treatment. All they had was their water purification tablets. And the guy just put two and two together and said, well, you're 75% water. This purifies water, kills bacteria and the bad stuff. So he gave it to them. And within four hours, they were back on their feet. And that started basically a, a journey that has, uh, that ultimately <clears throat> evolved to him coming out, Andre, Dr. Calker coming out with a book called Forbidden Health, Incurable was yesterday. And in this, he has the results of 13 years of research uh, with protocols from everything from Lyme to diabetes, to bronchitis, to breast cancer, to diver diverticulitis, uh, herpes, uh, perundotitis, uh, peptic ulcers, prostate cancer, schizophrenia, sciatica, you name it. it they've got, uh, and uh, this book here that's come out recently by a really saintly woman who is a naturopath, or I should say she's a healer. Uh, she practiced originally in the United States, then in Mexico. She has been, she's had her Facebook group taken down, PayPal, as, as all these people have. They've been persecuted, and yet she to date has healed over 900 children from autism. In other words, autism is a spectrum. It's not one size fits all. But she's had 900 children who were on the autistic spectrum. Her name is Carrie Rivera. This is called Alternative First Aid Reference Guide. And they were healed by using a protocol that was built around this compound called chlorine dioxide. And um, this is what Andre Calker will talk about briefly. And you'll see that in the video, there'll be a, uh, for those who are watching on video and those who aren't, I would encourage you to go see the video. There's a short clip of a live video under a uh, electron microscope of chlorine dioxide, which is a simple compound, um, being applied to blood that is, or to hemoglobin that is not oxygenated. And they come to find out that's the problem that COVID-19 actually produces. It's not a respiratory problem. It's not that the lungs can't can't extract oxygen from the air. The fact is that the hemoglobin, the iron is separated from the hemoglobin in such a way that the blood cannot transmit, carry, or, or assimilate oxygen. And so chlorine dioxide uh, is able to oxygenate it and cure. This, they're treating this people recovering overnight, in some in cases a few hours. Some a little bit longer because they have carbon uh, you know, comorbidity or, or, or post or they have other issues that are that they're dealing with. But this simple product, you'll see it in the video clip, and he talks about it, and he talks a little bit about how the FDA has purposely and knowingly misrepresented what the product is, how it's taken, and what it does. So okay. it's a good little clip. All right, and All right. It, We're gonna... it definitely illustrates the the science behind it. Okay, we're going to play that here in just a moment, and just to reiterate, this is the very thing that Nurse Kate had said. Weeks ago, uh, a couple of months ago now, I think, uh, over in the UK, that got her in so much trouble that, that you know, as um, as Bradley would say, let their cruelty swell our ranks. Uh, what happened was it just it catapulted her uh, into a place where she had a voice to speak out against these things. So here's the video that we talked about. This will run about eight and a half minutes. You guys on the radio, you'll be able to hear it. And if you want to check it out, we'll have it up later at SonsLibertyMedia.com. Here, here it is.
Vicro Index at Works for COVID-19. My name is Andreas Ludwig Kalker. I'm a biophysicist and I've been researching chlorine dioxide for therapeutic use for 13 years with three pharmaceutical patents. The use of chlorine dioxide has been declared by many government sources to be dangerous to human health on the grounds that it causes metahemoglobinemia. Well, these allegations are clearly based on a mistaken premise. There is no discussion that inhaled chlorine dioxide blocks the function of the alveoli and as consequence the blood is deprived of oxygen with the resulting metahemoglobinemia. But, out comes. However, the oral or intravenous use of 50 ppm aqueous, aqueous solution of chlorine dioxide with a pH 7.4 achieves just the opposite, which can be perfectly observed under the phase contrast microscope as in this video where a 100 ppm solution is introduced from the left above, we can observe here the effect of chlorine dioxide in live blood with metahemoglobinemia. Additional venous blood gases in all volunteers have confirmed this fact by observing an increase of bioavailable oxygen in the blood up to 50% without any deterioration. And it can, be, it can be seen clearly that chlorine dioxide in aqueous solution eliminates metahemoglobinemia by oxygenating the blood and improving its flow, contrary to what the FDA and the World Health Organization wrongly claim. So, to declare chlorine dioxide as a dangerous substance to ingest when there's not a single scientific documented case of death in 100 years is a serious mistake that will cost thousands of lives for the negligence of not having proven this false premise by the governments. It has been observed that the COVID-19 virus, virus actually does not cause respiratory lung disease in itself. What is actually generates is a systemic hypoxia based on destructuring of the hemoglobin molecule, which more specifically of its heme group. Why? What this virus presumably does is to bind to certain proteins that make up the beta chains of hemoglobin, ending up by the breaking one of the arms that maintain its structure, thus preventing it from binding to oxygen. And what happens then? The inability to transport oxygen by hemoglobin due to the saturation of its binding groups will cause that there will be less and less hemoglobin that can transport oxygen in an adequate way. Therefore, lung cells suffer hypoxia and extremely intense protonization with a great inflammation due to the inability to exchange gases, which explains the bilateral frosted glass opacities observed in the chest CT of these patients and the consequent multi-organ failure. When these links of porphyrinic nucleus of hemoglobin are broken, the heme group is released and free iron is released to the exterior, which is highly toxic because it's a positively charged cation. The infiltration in the X-ray and CT is caused by the stress and the accumulation of this heme extracted by the virus and the alveoli that causes chemical pneumonitis and not a viral pneumonia. This explains uh, certain altered values in the blood chemistry of patients infected with COVID-19 um, such as bilirubin, bilirubin uh, due to excessive metabolization of hemoglobin and heme groups as well as the liver damage due to free iron toxicity. The second is a hemoglobin, the excessive production of hemoglobin since we're 
oxygen does not reach the cells, it causes its corresponding demand and synthesizes again. The third is a ferritin, which is a protein in charge of transporting iron in the blood. The greater the amount of iron in the blood, the greater the level of its transporter. And the fourth, that's the transaminases. Uh, this can be due to a vir the direct viral infection of the hepatocytes or due to an iron overload. So, because this virus is dependent on the porphyrinic nucleus, it is more dangerous in the people with glycated uh, hemoglobin, such people with diabetics or older patients. And uh, this, at the same way, would also explain why it has less noticeable effect on children and young people. The, press the, the pressure at which the hemoglobin is at 50% or P50 saturation shows the affinity of different types of hemoglobin to oxygen. In the adult hemoglobin, P50 is at 26 millimeters of mercury, while HPF, that's the fetal hemoglobin, has P50 at 20 millimeters of mercury. And this is a difference in relative affinity for oxygen, or O2, that allows fetal, allows fetal hemoglobin to extract the oxygen from the adult hemoglobin from the mother's uh, placental blood used by the fetus. So COVID-19 induces a condition of metahemoglobinemia and carbon monoxide pausing due to it's similar to altitude sickness. And why do some patients get better with anti-malaria drugs? Well, malaria is caused by the plasmodium, which is a parasite of hemoglobin, so which ultimately has the same effect as the virus blocking the normal function of the hemoglobin and preventing its oxygen transport. This leads to an understanding of why a drug like hydroxychloroquine, which is an anti-malarial, can, can work. And why does chlorine dioxide work? Because in addition to selectively oxidizing the cup seeds of the virus, destabilizing its structure and preventing its ability to bind the cell, it also acts as a secondary molecular oxygen transporter that's much smaller with a weight of only 67 mole and it's faster than hemoglobin, so it reaches the cells in the mitochondria where it provides them with oxygen immediately by selectively dissociating when there is an excess of protons in the affected areas. It's as simple as that. So, it should be noticed that the mechanical ventilation protocols for this acute respiratory syndrome could be causing an induced lung injury rather than treating the condition. As observed in most patients with COVID-19, lung mechanics may remained intact and compliance on the mechanical ventilator appeared normal. And what about virus versus exosome? An exosome is a cellular secretion that normally possesses a fragment of plasma membrane plus a nucleic acid such as DNA or RNA. With respect to COVID-19, it's quite consistent to infer that the symptoms observed may indeed be a first exosome secreted in response to a previous hypoxia of a lung or a heart cell in an attempt to communicate the neighboring cells the problem to which they are going to be subjected. Thus, uh, cytokine storm is produced, causing a proton-heavy inflammation, which in turn causes an exaggerated immune response in an attempt to restore an imbalance. This excess of protons is immediately counteracted by the anionic effect of chlorine dioxide, which provides up to five electrons, and as a consequence, the patient is asymptomatic in a very short time. There are many testimonies on this subject by doctors and health personnel, as well as security forces and military. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.
All right. So, kick that off, and we're going to see if we can have uh, the doctor on maybe uh, sometime, uh, maybe this week if we can get a hold of him or whatever. One of the things I want to do, because I know there's some people in the chat room who said uh, they were on hydroxychloroquine. Um, one guy says he's on there for 11 years and the, and another guy says, oh, this works, you know, and these kinds of things. And we're not denying that it works. Uh, one of the things that, uh, let's put up against uh, what we've just heard, for instance, hydroxychloroquine, if you go and you read some of the side effects to this, um, you can, if a long-term usage of this can end up, uh, affecting the retinas of your eyes, uh, you can have heart and liver damage from it. Now, this doesn't happen in everybody. We're not saying that. But this is obviously something that is that is pushed by big big pharma to a certain extent. Uh, you can get headaches, dizziness, ringing in your ears, nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, loss of appetite, weight loss, uh, mood changes, feeling nervous or irritable, skin rashes or itching, itching and hair loss. These are just some of the, the many things as well as affecting uh, vital organs. Uh, with hydroxychloroquine. Now, that doesn't happen in everybody. Again, we're coming from the side, uh, as Bill mentioned, and as Dr. Kaufman has mentioned, and uh, Nurse Kate has mentioned, this is a terrain issue. And if you don't understand the difference, we're not, let me see if I can make it real simple. We're not out to just deal with a, a particular sickness. We're there, we're trying to get to the heart of how do you how do you maintain the terrain a healthy body and and part of maintaining the healthy body will bring about the results of the war against whatever sickness you have right bill Tim, let me let me let me jump in here and say this first of all our purpose is not to bash hydroxychloroquine sure or to bash pharmaceuticals in, in, in particular although i think that that would be a fair thing to do what we're talking about is that I said it's better than nothing. It's limited. The fact about coined oxide, and it's indicated by not only his book, but also the book by Kerry Rivera, is that this is a multi-dimensional, multi-application compound that, it, first of all, requires no pharmacy, requires no uh, prescription, is very inexpensive, and uh, gets results very quickly. Your users who say, I've been on it for 11 years. Well, that doesn't mean it. That certainly is no testimony that it's working. Why are you on it for 11 years? You know, it's like someone says, look, we have hospitals on every street corner. What a healthy society we have. So that's not the indication of a healthy society. That's, a, that's, the, uh, that's the indication of a, of a hopelessly sick society. You've got a, a, a doctor's office or medical clinic on every street corner. The fact is, is that uh, medicine doesn't make its money, its billions and trillions of dollars by curing people, by treating symptoms. And oftentimes the medicines that they give produce side effects that in turn have other treatments that they have to be ta have to have taken for it. So the hydro, the, the, the chlorine dioxide, I personally believe, and I've researched this, there's a lot to be, there's a lot of science on it. It's on our website. It's in the books that I've, that I've shown. The fact is, is that I don't believe there's any substance on the planet that has as many varied, uh, profound effects on, on health as this particular product, not only in healing, bringing healing to you, to individuals, family members, loved ones, but also literally with the potential to change the face of public health and ultimately to break the back of the global 
pharmacentric medical technocracy that wants to control everything from pencil sharpeners to toilet paper. Uh, the fact is, is that Bill Gates and company who, and Anthony Fauci and, and Deborah Burks and the whole CDC and the revolving door that is the CDC where the people leave the CDC and get, you know, six figure, seven figure incomes working for giant pharma. Uh, their goal is con absolute total control. Their end game is absolute mandatory vaccination. Uh, child, you know, when I was a child, we received three vaccinations. Today, we received 69. Meanwhile, autism was unknown in the 50s when I was born. It's one in four among uh, certain ethnicities and genders, but it, overall, it's about one in 10. But that's in and of itself. It's a devastating disease, and it's and and children are being treated successfully with products that are being demonized by big pharma and their government shills. So that's what we wanted to do is introduce people that there are, um, you know, seeing is believing. Uh, when I have, I've, I've seen people who have struggled with Lyme disease or uh, chronic arthritis. We've treated people with HIV, with malaria, and we haven't, we're not practicing medicine. We're practicing healing. And last I checked, uh, they don't issue a license for healing. No, they uh, don't. They don't. In fact, they, they consider that a threat uh, to their foundations. Um, and that's <clears throat> this this should be this should be very telling to people, Bill, what you just said, because you, you have all of these kinds of things pushed by pharmaceutical companies. Whether they seem good or not, whether they that whether you get an instant relief from it or not, it's like I see, um, you know, people in our society who begin to get older, and I'm starting to fall into that category. I got a thing saying that I, I didn't know that when you turned fifty, I'm fifty one, but I didn't know when you turned fifty, you were a senior citizen. I thought that was a few years off, but um, you're you're a seasoned citizen. <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. So so I, I see people getting older, even even my my own mother, and you know they'll they'll say, oh well, you have diabetes, and so. So we're not going to tell you, hey, you need to work out your, your diet a little different. You need to eat some different things and, and lay off a certain other things. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to give you this thing, this drug over here. Uh, we're going to put you on this. And then what that seems to fix something for a, momentarily. And then all of a sudden, whatever they gave you starts affecting something else. So they have to give you something else for that. And by, by the time before you know it. You're on like 20 or 30 medications, and you're back to this old thing that we used to hear in the whole health argument in D.C. was, well, I've got to choose between the food in my refrigerator or my prescription medication. Well, how about we get good food in there? That'd be the first thing, um, because I think that I think at the heart of it, a lot of that is really where our problems stem from is we eat some really bad stuff I'm well you, there, there, you, you know kate said talked about the things you should eat and the things you shouldn't eat the fact of the matter is is that everybody has not there are 90 essential nutrients 60 minerals 16 vitamins 12 amino acids two essential fatty acids that your body needs but cannot make and if you owned your own organic farm and ate only what you raised yourself you'd still be nutritionally deficient it is absolutely indicated that for peak health and performance and wellness you have to nutrient it by the same token, you have to detoxify. We live in a fallen world. Kate talked about glyphosate being in the groundwater. We talk about the air we breathe. We talk about the effects on our cells 
uh, our DNA from 5G and other outside stimuli. The fact is, is that you need to understand what it means to detoxify. And it's not just about taking coffee enemas or fasting and drinking lots of water. There are things that you can, can, can do and integrate into your lifestyle that as, the, as, as you get older and as the conditions in the world continue to change, and modify. We don't live in the world that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived in. We don't live in the world where Noah, you know, could live 800 years and you know, and be, and 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 still be going strong, you know, when he was, you know, way up there. The fact is, is that we live in a world that is fallen, and it's and there is pollution. A part of our goal is to push that back and to take dominion over that. But it, but it starts with taking dominion over your own body. And most people, rather than understand how their body functions and how to assist it, look, if you put sawdust in your transmission, your car is going to go about two blocks and going to lock up. If you don't put oil in your crankcase or you put water in your gas tank, your body is the same way. You need to know, have the basic understanding of what your body needs to sustain its optimum health and wellness. And once you understand, and by the way, when you see simple protocols, things that you can learn on your own have really positive effects, you can begin to share that with other people and begin to alleviate pain and be part of the solution and not just part of the problem. And back to the last thing I would say is that there is uh, most doctors in the modern medical establishment, allopathic, there's a reason why allopathic MD directed medicine is the predominant form of medicine. It's the only one that your insurance covers It's because of the Flexner report. It was, a, it was, this was accomplished by the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's in the early 1900s. This was a, this was a, a planned takeover of the medical establishment through the medical schools and through endowments. But the point is, is they treat symptoms, whereas your symptoms are your body's intelligent response to what's wrong with you. If you've got high blood pressure, that high blood pressure is an indication. When you check the oil on your dipstick and you see the oil only coming up halfway, you don't put oil on your dipstick. You know, and say, well, I need to sprinkle some more. That is your indication. That is your engine's intelligent response. It's showing you that you need to put oil in your crankcase. You can have high blood pressure and take drugs to reduce the blood pressure, but the, and then still die from a stroke. Because you haven't addressed the problem, the cause of the high blood pressure. And that is not just to fractionally heal the, 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 the heart or you've got to go to a cardiologist. It may be because you're low in vanadium and copper and iron and your body can't produce new blood vessels because it doesn't have the bricks and mortar that it needs. So there's a lot of things you can learn about your own body to optimize your health. We try to t teach people that. But in those cases where you do need to fight off chronic and infectious illness um, and, and infections, uh, this is a great topical and oral treatment. It's called chlorine dioxide. It's very inexpensive. It comes in a part A and a part B. The information's on the website. Tim wanted to also talk about DMSO. I will just say a word about it. DMSO has approximately been around for a long time. It's derived from pine trees. It's a tremendously effective uh, an inexpensive analgesic and, and um, uh, anti-inflammatory, meaning it, it lowers inflammatory, it accelerates healings for muscle joint, uh, cartilage, areas where you don't normally get good blood circulation. 
because it dimethyl sulfoxide because it is a it it, it is a sulfur based compound, but it goes through the blood brain barrier uh, and accelerates healing. Uh, doc, sports doctors and uh, racehorse veterinarians use this because it accelerates healing muscle tears, pains, and aches, and it's great for if you've got you know achy joints and muscles. Um, it tastes like crap. Uh, you can take it orally. I take it with peppermint oil and a little bit of juice, but it's also very, very effective as an analgesic. Takes it, knocks out pain, uh, and, uh, it, and these are simple things that you should have in your medicine cabinet. You should know about them, and when you use them, you'll see that they work. They're not magic. They're not snake oil. Uh, I would say that natural medicine is not the alternative medicine. Natural medicine is God's medicine. It's the pharmaceuticals that's the alternative medicine. Yeah, and one of the things that we'll point out here is you don't have, folks, you don't have to, unlike, uh, you know, some of the other things that are out there, you don't have to have a prescription from a doctor on this. Everybody knows if you've had to do any kind of research on your own to take care of things. I've given my example um, uh, of having gallstones. And I'm told by medical doctors, no, there's nothing you can do. We have to cut that out. Uh, you're just going to have to live with it. You can't get rid of those stones. I was told this in the hospital the morning after I was I was taken in. And um, and when I got home, because they had they had medicated me so heavily, uh, when I finally, to, to get rid of the pain, when I finally got home, I started doing my own research. I went to Dr. Berg. I looked at, I started to understand how the liver and the gallbladder and the pancreas work together and what they did, because I didn't know. Um, and and I found out, boy, I was so thankful they didn't cut my gallbladder out because it plays an important function. And I know people have had their gallbladders out with no problem, this, that, and the other. But you really set yourself up for a lot of things because if you get that out and you don't take – and you're just dealing with a symptom like what you said, the dipstick <clears throat> issue. You're just dealing with a symptom. You can end up with stones in your liver, and then you're really up the creek. But one of the, the things thing that, is, is when you, hang on, hang yeah, on. One, of the, you, one of the things ahead. I want to one of the things I want to do I want to show people really quickly. This is the DMSO product. This is the chlorine dioxide. Now, just as a disclaimer, or as a you know, we're just pulling, being honest with you. Neither Bill nor I get anything from sell from the sale of any of these things. We're just trying to provide um, some alternatives for people who are doing. It. This isn't just about a coronavirus or that and the other. This is about really uh, dealing with some sickness in your body. You can go to kvlab.com and you can pick these things up. You can tell them Sons of Liberty sent you, but I mean we don't get anything for it. We just want to give information to the people so that they can do what they need to do. And again, you don't have to go to a medical doctor. You don't have to get a prescription for any of these. Now, Bill, we got about uh, four minutes or so. Uh, you want to wrap some of this up here? Yeah, I want, the one thing I one 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 thing I will say about trying to get confirmation. The internet is a blessing and it's also a curse. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff on the internet and there's a lot of really dangerous stuff on the internet. But the thing you need to understand is you need to follow the money, and you need to ask yourself who profits from this information. So when you're when you're investigating a claim of a natural product or someone who uh, tells you, hey, I, I I tried this and it helped my children recover from this. And if you go and look at it online, likely as not, you're going to find both positive and negative feedback. You're going to get, and, and, and typically they're going to be trolls or they're paid organizations that will do nothing but debunk claims of natural products and their ability to promote healing and health. And they're going to try to steer you back toward uh, 
the the medical technocracy. That's nothing. That's just like a uh, you know a farmer who uses an electric fence to make sure his sheep go in the right direction. And so you just need to be aware that that this information is not neutral. There are people who love humanity and who want to promote healing with no financial remuneration for themselves because they know that that's what people of goodwill do. They love their neighbor. And there are people who are in this for the money and who are prostitutes and who, uh, who want to keep you on the reservation. They want to keep you on the pharmaceutical plantation. So just be aware when you're searching out claims you hear, whether it's from us or anyone else, that a lot of the feedback is none of this is there's no such thing as neutrality. I, I was going to say one thing I took uh, exemption from Tim's uh, uh, intro when he talks about Sons of Liberty being politically neutral. And I'm saying, well, King of Kings and Lord of Lords is not a politically neutral statement. That's for sure. Of course. Anyway, well, I, I think we, the, I think the idea is we're not Republican <laughs> or Democrat. I yes, think that's what it's exactly. getting. At. We do but take a I political did, stand. That's for sure. <laughs> But 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 when you're researching our claims or anyone else's claims, bear in mind you, you have to look beneath the claim and, and say what is the motive? Is there a is there a financial motive? Is there a control motive? Or is this a motive where they really desire to promote health and wellness and and human flourishing? Yeah, and I think that's the thing I wanted to to communicate to some people here. Look, we're not bashing people who want to use hydro, you know use other other things that that's fine but but again it's it's to follow the money who's profiting from you using that um especially over long term the only thing we're doing is we're suggesting other things that have been used quite a bit of time to to demonstrate that they do work they are natural they so therefore yeah somebody's going to make money making it there's no question about that we're not talking about that but uh, but you should also look at what gets attacked, what gets pushed to the side, because in a lot of in a lot of ways, when you bring up things like um, what we've brought in here, chlorine dioxide, that is never that's never going to be brought to the forefront nationally. Why? Because somebody's buddy isn't going to make any money on it. Although we are trying to we are trying to change that. There are forces. Yep. And, and and trying to get this kind of information to people who can make a difference. But the fact is, is that there is an agenda that that big government and Bill. pharma <clears throat> have Bill. that we Bill. don't have. Bill, you yeah. got 10 seconds. Tell people where they can find out about you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Bill Evans, or Health for All of Life on Facebook, or healthforalloflife.com. All right, that's Bill Evans, healthforalloflife.com. Bill, appreciate you joining me this morning. And, uh, folks, I, I hope the information is helpful with you, or to you. And one of the things we're going to try to do is maybe get some of these people on that uh, Bill has mentioned, and we'll see if we can get them on to talk with you. 23 hours, we'll be back with you, Lord willing. See ya. <laughs>